Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we look at rising world wheat markets, a result of tensions between Russia and Ukraine. Those two countries are major grain suppliers. The Commons Agriculture Committee recently heard about supply chain issues with Canadian pulse growers. Real agriculture features a new Saskatchewan stock growers concept. We have details on this year's agri-stability program and the latest market update on Saskatchewan's feeder cattle market. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Tensions between Russia and Ukraine are affecting wheat markets this week. Saskweed analyst Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting says wheat prices were moving up early this week on concerns about Russian involvement in Ukraine. She says both countries are major wheat exporters, which could be disrupted. The increase in wheat values follows Russian President Putin's decision to officially recognize the Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics in eastern Ukraine. This was expected last night, but it was not expected that they would immediately send in peacekeeping troops to the areas. And the markets have reacted not only to this, but also to the heightened concern that this is not his last action. We'll get back to this in a second. Cash markets last week were somewhat revived and that we had two larger tenders. Algeria bought 720,000 tons of Romanian wheat at 346 CNF. And Egypt bought 180,000 tons of wheat at 338.50 per ton. U.S. wheat sales, however, were small at 118,000 tons for a season total of 640 million bushel. That's just 25% of last year's volume compared to the USDA's 18% decline forecast. Both US and Canadian wheat sales have been below expectations to date. We note that USDA reported 120,000 ton US hardware winter sale to Nigeria this Tuesday morning. To continue, here's some of last week's major news in the markets by major wheat origin and starting with Canada per usual. Following what is happening in the markets with Russian President Putin's warlike behavior, we know that some companies have withdrawn their bids for some classes of wheat. 
They're likely trying to assess what a potential slowdown or even effective closure of the Black Sea ports will mean to North American wheat demand. Meanwhile, we had the February AFC balance sheet update and the AFC cut Canadian wheat exports by another million tons to 13 million tons. Feed use was raised by 460,000 tons. Ending stocks were seen 500,000 tons higher at 3.5 million tons. 22-23 crop year ending stocks were raised to 4.3 million tons. Shipping week 27 wheat exports were 309,000 tons for a season total of 6.4 million. That's down 41% or minus 4.5 million tons compared to last year. So far, exports from Canada and the US are smaller than expected and there's little outside the war like events in the Ukraine that is fundamentally bullish for wheat. Having said that, the Russian-Ukraine dispute will likely have more effects on the wheat market than on other commodities, so wheat is hard to call while the dispute continues. Moving on to Durham, we note that Durham will not likely be as much affected by the Russian-Ukrainian dispute as other classes of wheat. AFC raised the 22-23 beginning stocks of Durham and decreased feed use by 100,000 tons for 150,000 ton increase in ending stocks to 900,000 tons. This is not a burdensome number. Durham users have been buying hand to mouth and have been using higher volumes of non-Durham wheat for pasta production. But buyers will still need to find more Durham before the 22 harvest starts in June. Year-to-date, U.S. commercial Durham sales are 186,000 tons, which is just 26% of last year's volume. Similarly, Canadian Week 28 exports were 75.8 thousand tons for a season total of only 1.4 million tons. We are basically sold out of old crop Durham as a farmer, um, and we would say do not carry old crop into new crop. And we recommend selling some new crop if you're comfortable doing that ahead of knowing the grades. The new crop market has backed off some, but you could still target 13 bucks a bushel for number three quart. Moving on to the US. The uncertainty in Eastern Europe let shorts find coverage heading into the long weekend. How the unfolding events in the Ukraine will imp impact upcoming business remains to be seen. Borscht says drought in U.S. winter wheat areas has grown. U.S. wheat sales last week were small at only 118,000 tons for a season total of 642 million bushel. The drought in the U.S. plains has continued to grow and deepen. Now, 72% of the U.S. winter wheat producing areas under drought conditions. The NOAA extended forecast has the drought persisting until May. European Union. In Europe, Matif wheat is higher again today by 6 to 8.50 Canadian a ton following overnight moves by Russia. We note that France missed out on both the Algerian and Egyptian tenders, and the EU shipment update again contended that the EU exports will fall some 5 million tons short of the USDA's 37.5 million ton projection. FOB cash prices in the EU increased by 12 to $15 US per ton since the Russian actions in the Ukraine. Black Sea area. 
Following the moves by Russia, all commodity markets are up sharply, with crude Brent hitting new highs of 97.50, while the world's stock markets are all sharply lower. The ruble fell to 15-month lows and is holding those levels this morning at close to 80 against the dollar. And Russia's stock market had its worst day in eight years yesterday. It is impossible to price Russian wheat at the moment while the ruble is tumbling, the export tax is falling sharply, and major uncertainty grows as to the possibility of getting vessels into Black Sea ports to load out grain. There's no way of knowing how this will develop, but the possibility of the removal of Russian and Ukrainian wheat and corn supplies from the world market balance sheets looks much more plausible than 24 hours ago. Finding sellers will be hard for now. The questions the markets are asking now is, will President Putin's, will this be President Putin's final objective or not? And how will the Western alliance react? Marlena Borsch made her comments yesterday. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Seedmaster. No matter what you grow, Seedmaster has the ultimate seeding solutions for better crops and bigger profits. Seedmaster.ca. The supply chain and shipping concerns that are affecting so many industries right now are also affecting the shipment of Canadian pulse crops to overseas markets. Greg Northey with Pulse Canada was a recent presenter to the Commons Agriculture Committee, which is currently studying issues around supply chains. Here's part of his presentation to the Commons Agriculture Committee. Our sector is currently facing historically poor rail performance. And in addition, for the past two years, we have experienced considerable disruption to service in the Canadian container shipping market. Roughly 40% of pulses are exported via shipping container, which means the current container disruptions we are seeing are severely impacting our industry's ability to participate in international trade. I want to be very clear on what these disruptions have meant for pulse growers and exporters. Shipping lines have removed historic routes to the Indian subcontinent, South America, and other destinations that our trade traditionally relies on. As a result, average transit times for our containers of pulses have gone from between 20 to 40 days to reach destination to now 70, 70 to 90 days, depending on the destination. We've experienced record low schedule reliability through vessel delays and blank sailings. An estimated 90% of pulse exports were either rolled to a later vessel sailing or misshipment altogether in 2021. Some containers uh, of, of pulses have sat at port for up to six months waiting to get on a vessel. In addition, export shipping capacity has effectively been cut by half for Canada by the decision of container shipping lines to ship empty containers back to Asia instead of fully laden containers filled with Canadian exports. As a result, our industry has experienced lost sales and canceled sales contracts, which has impacted our competitiveness in international trade markets. This has been exacerbated by record high freight rates and additional supply chain costs. For example, the cost to retain a single shipping container for use for export increased from $1,300 to $1,800 per container in 2020 to $4,000 to $5,000 in 2021. At the same time as these excessive freight increases in poor service, it is notable that shipping, uh, container shipping, uh, the shipping lines profitability has hit record levels. It is predicted that collective carrier profits for 2021 
are to be in the region of 120 to 190 billion dollars. That's Greg Northey with Pulse Canada. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your Real Agriculture Update. The Saskatchewan Stock Growers Foundation, along with Real Agriculture, invite you to join us for a webinar on conservation easements on Thursday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Central. Find out more and register for the webinar at realagriculture.com slash SSGF. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio with the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Foundation. So what is the, the purpose of a conservation easement? Like, what does it attempt to achieve? So a conservation easement, like it's, it was coming, it came into government underneath a provincial act. And, uh, you know, it, it came into being in the mid 1990s. And, uh, uh, it was set up to preserve, uh, you know, lands that are really important for environmental reasons, for conservation and, and ensure that they, they stay that way, you know, for, you know, a long time. Um, so they want to re- retain the, the, that the attributes of good habitat and, and, you know, biological significance and a whole bunch of, you know, good environmental reasons. So. Okay. So Tom, all that makes sense. Why, like for a lot of the, the ranching audience they they probably think, okay, I'm doing that. Why do I need an easement to, to, to prove that? Yeah. In most cases, you know, lots of guys that will continue to ranch, We'll, we'll continue to, to conserve the grasslands and retain it, you know, as native grasslands. Yep, by all means, they, for the most part, they'll do that. Uh, the, the question comes up is when this land gets sold, uh, when the land transfers to a next generation, uh, you know, that's when there's a decision-making that needs to go on, whether the land is, is retained at that point in time. As long as the guys... Are, are ranching and, and, and keeping cattle on the land, uh, you know, for the most part, these lands won't get broken up. And, and Tom, who who would I be, assi- like, who am I giving an easement to? How, how does this work? Particularly, like, there's a, a number of agencies in Saskatchewan that are uh, recognized by the Minister of Environment that can hold a conservation easement. And, and the Saskatchewan Software Foundation is one of them. We just, we just got that recognition about two years ago. Uh, the other major land trusts in Saskatchewan are probably the Nature Conservancy of Canada and Ducks Unlimited Canada, uh, Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. Those are probably the three main players. But there's, there's, I think, a list of about 12 or 13 that can hold easements. And government can hold easements as well, too. So, so there, there's two easements that are, I, I well, and maybe there's more, but you can fill us in there. But I'm familiar with... There's term easements, and then there's yeah. perpetual. Now, perpetual is is forever, and in term, obviously, is a defined set of years. So, are there any other differences between the two? Not, not really. Um, you know, the like the act itself allows for both. It allows, uh, you know, a perpetual easement to be signed, and it allows for uh, a term easement for a specific length of time. You know, the thing is now is that no term easements have ever been signed in the province. Like the existing land trusts that are in the province right now are, uh, they are focused on perpetual type easements. And, and I can completely understand why it takes a lot of money, a lot of time to, 
get one into place so they want it in place forever. However, uh, you know, over the last five or six years, we've been talking to ranchers, and there's, there's not a lot of appetite for, for producers to actually sign conservation easements. Uh, it, you know, it, it doesn't make a lot of financial sense, and they're worried about loss of control. They're worried that, you know, they, they, they're going to have some of their rights taken away or, or something like that. There's a, there's a lot of perceptions around that. So, you know, the producers that we did talk to, you know, said, well, you know, if it was only for like a, a generation, you know, like I, I believe in it, I'll do it, but, you know, I don't want to hamstring my kids. So, you know, we, that's where we started looking at this. And, and we said, okay, well, there's maybe an appetite for that kind of uh, program. So when we say, you know, so generations, we're, we're talking about maybe like a 20 to 30 year term lease. Is, is that kind of the, the wheelhouse we're talking about then? Yeah, exactly. You know, like we battered around the numbers and at the board level and uh, the number 25 years comes out a lot. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny sky today, wind southwest 20. The high, minus 20. The low, minus 30. Wind chill, minus 33 tonight, minus 43 overnight. Thursday, partly cloudy. Clearing in the afternoon, wind southeast 20. The high, minus 20. The low, minus 25. Friday, sunny with a high, minus 6. And the low, minus 10. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 12. Sunday, clearing, high minus 7, the low minus 13. Monday, partly cloudy, with a high minus 1, the low minus 7. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high plus 3. Normal high is minus 5 for this date, the normal low is minus 17. The sun rose at 7.55 this morning, it sets at 6.29 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Waska Sioux, just north of Prince Albert, at minus 18. The cold spot, Stony Rapids, even further north, at minus 29. Estevan and Saskatoon, both minus 24. Swift Current and Weyburn, minus 23. Yorkton is minus 24. Regina, sunny sky and minus 24. That's 12 below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 11, giving a wind chill right now of minus 33. Humidity is 71%. The barometric pressure dropping 104.0. Sunny and Moose Jaw minus 21. Winds are from the southwest at 22. Once again, Regina sunny minus 24. That's 12 below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer is just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Agriculture Minister David Merritt says crop insurance offers a range of options for farmers to consider as part of business risk management this year. Merritt spoke yesterday to reporters. 
March 31st is the deadline to apply, reinstate, cancel, or make changes to your crop insurance contracts. Over the next few weeks, producers can expect to receive their crop insurance coverage information in the mail. I encourage producers to take the time to review this package once they have it in their hand. If you don't make the most informed decision, producers can contact their local SCIC office to discuss the options and create a custom-fit insurance plan for their operation. Otherwise, coverage will remain the same as it was last year. SCIC understands the insurance needs for each farm operation is different, which is why they offer a suite of business risk management programs. Crop loss, market price declines, increased input costs, and feed shortages are just some of the factors affecting a producer's bottom line. Each program offers different insurance features to protect Saskatchewan producers against varying types of risk. Ag Stability is a low-cost business risk management program. On average, in Saskatchewan, the cost to participate in the Ag Stability program is 67 cents an acre or $1.16 per animal. I want to take this opportunity to remind producers last year the Ag Stability program removed the reference margin limit from the benefit calculations. This ensures all producers have similar margin calculations and positively impacts a producer's ability to receive a benefit. The deadline to enroll in the 2022 Ag Stability Program is April 30th. The Livestock Price Insurance provides protection against an unexpected drop in the market prices on cattle and hogs. Started at the beginning of this month, producers can now purchase a cap policy through the Livestock Price Insurance Program. Weekly premium tables are available to help make purchasing decisions to meet an operation's needs. Producers can select from a variety of price insurance coverages options every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The last day to purchase cap price insurance is June 9, 2022. I would like to remind livestock producers feeder and fed price insurance is available to purchase year-round. Producers can also file a claim for damages to crops and livestock uh, caused by wildlife through the Wildlife Damage Compensation Program. This coverage is available to all Saskatchewan producers. You do not need to be a Saskatchewan crop insurance customer to file a claim. Producers should contact SCIC as soon as damage is is discovered. Please evaluate, evaluate SCIC's available programs to find the right coverage for your operation. That's Agriculture Minister David Merritt speaking yesterday to reporters as discussing the crop insurance program and the latest updates. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed this past week. Provincial cattle market specialist Brad Marsenyuk says feeder steers were showing some price improvements, while heifers were reflecting downward movement. 
Future steer prices were mixed but mainly higher across the weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. The largest price increase was seen in a 3 to 400 pound weight category, increasing $2.30 per hunterweight to end the week at an average price of $251.63 per hunterweight. Only two feeder steer weight categories had price declines over the week, with the largest price decline seen in the 900 plus pound weight category, which declined $3.20 per hunterweight to end the week at an average price of $182.05 per hunterweight. Saskatchewan feeder heifer prices were also mixed over the week, but really had more weight categories with price declines versus gains when compared to prices the previous week. The largest price increase was seen in the 3 to 400 pound weight category, increasing $2.62 per hunterweight to end the week at an average price of $206.50 per hunterweight. The largest price decline was seen in the 800 plus pound weight category, with prices declining $1.38 per hunterweight to end the week at an average price of $166.17 per hunterweight. And what were marketings, Brad? Canfax reported a total of 13,513 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week, and that was down slightly from 14,000 head marketed the previous week. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? Well, we did see some upswing in cow prices last week with the price of D2 slaughter cows seeing a good increase of $4.10 per hunterweight to average $83.50 per hunterweight, where the price of D3 slaughter cows also saw a good increase with prices improving $3.50 per hunterweight from the previous week to average $72.20 per hunterweight. The fed cattle price for Alberta fed steers also moved higher last week with prices reported at $161.31 per hunterweight and that's up $1.87 per hunterweight from the previous week which was $159.44 per hunterweight. You said feeder cattle prices were generally mixed, some up, some down. What were the factors behind those changes? Feeder cattle prices were mixed and I think we did see you know, the prices were lower on the heavyweight cattle and higher on the lighterweight cattle. I think changes in feed prices, changes in weather, and really just changes in overall demand from uh, the fed cattle market moving slightly higher did play a role in that last week. Brad Marsniuk compiles the weekly cattle market report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. With new inventory arriving daily, they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. See Nelson GM today. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose 570 at 960.42. Number one red spring wheat went down 520 at 449.01. The rest were unchanged. Durham 551.16. Feed barley 377.37. Flax 976.53. Lentils 859.80. Oats, $551.53. Yellow peas, $632.32. Feed wheat, $261.65. At Minneapolis, March spring wheat rose five and a half cents at nine ninety-one and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. 
And now, the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 22nd. Our last regular sale was on February 16th. The market on slaughter cattle was up about a dime. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.84 cents to $0.94, cents, with the odd sale up to $0.97. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.74 cents to $0.83. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60. Cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.20 to $1.40. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.24. Our last pre-sorted calf sale was on February 14th. 500 to 550-pound steers averaged $2.38 and sold up to $2.50. 550 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.28 and sold up to $2.39. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.16 and sold up to $2.26. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.06 and sold up to $2.22. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $1.97 and sold up to $2.08. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold up to $1.96. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.86. Heifers were 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, two twenty-one sixty-nine per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The federal government announced yesterday 12 projects have been approved to help farmers fight climate change. Federal funding totals $183 million. Among the projects, the Canadian Forage and Grassland Association will receive up to $10 million to help farmers across Saskatchewan, Alberta, B.C. and Quebec in planning and implementing rotational grazing practices. The Canola Council of Canada will receive up to $22 million to work with farmers across Saskatchewan, Alberta and Manitoba to increase canola yields while reducing nitrous oxide emissions. EcoCert Canada will receive up to $4.5 million to help certified organic farmers across Canada to adopt ready-to-deploy beneficial management practices to result in reduced greenhouse gas emissions through cover cropping and nitrogen management. The Manitoba Association of Watersheds will receive up to $40 million to provide tools and financial incentives to help farmers across Manitoba and Saskatchewan follow practical climate solutions in rotational grazing, nitrogen management and cover cropping. The federal government has announced support of $150,000 for the Canadian Wool Council. The funds will support market research, trade promotion and export opportunities. On the markets, the TSX is up 2 points to 20,910. The Dow has fallen 31 points to 33,564. Oil is up 37 cents to 92.28 per barrel. The Canadian dollar has risen 28 hundredths of a cent at 78.59 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. 
That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.